Imagine being present, calm, and connected while creating a family environment where everyone can thrive. Welcome to the I Am Mom Parenting Podcast, providing inspiration and actionable steps to manifest the meaningful and magical life you desire for you and your family. We are your hosts, Dimple Aurora, founder of Mindful Evolution and Shaista Fateli, founder of Thrive Kids. Thank you for sharing the I Am Mom journey with us. Let's get started. Hello, and thank you for joining us for another episode. In today's episode, we will be discussing single parenthood with our guest, Ivy Marie Lim. Today, single parent families have become even more common than the so-called nuclear family consisting of a mother, father, and a child or children. Today, we see all sorts of single parent families headed by mothers, fathers, and even by grandparents. Life in a single parent household, though very common, can be quite stressful for the adult and the child. However, with some guidance, inspiration, and self-love, it doesn't have to be. Our guest today will implore this topic with enlightenment and inspiration. And speaking of our guest, Ivy Marie Lim is a certified peak performance and relationship coach for the ambitious single woman. As Ivy's work with single women continued to expand, she saw the need for women in leadership roles who wanted to balance their feminine energy, especially in their personal and love relationships. Her coaching method is a hybrid of spirituality, ancient wisdom, science-backed peak performance, and optimal psychology. Her signature training, the Magnetic Love Method, is an immersive program that helps high-performance women attract they, the love they want and create the life of their dreams. Thank you so much for joining us today, Ivy. Thanks, Aista. Thank you. I love that in your introduction. Nice. <laughs> you look great. <laughs> Well, Ivy, you are definitely the expert in love with so much history and so much experience. And can you give us a little bit about your history, your journey, and about, since we're talking about single parenthood, the journey that you had to embrace in order to get to this level of self-love that you teach women all over the world? Yes. Um... Well, I did start my journey as a single mom unexpectedly with all the um, bliss of, you know, having a boyfriend in my early 20s and expecting to have the, you know, the finished university and get married and do all of that story, you know, fairy, fairy tale um, ending. Um, and of course, it didn't happen. Um, while I was pregnant, we had our real life problems. And I realized that he was not going to be a good partner at all. We were he was 21. I was 22, respectively. So we were very, very young, very immature anyways. And I ended up being um, a single mom, pretty much from when she was an infant. Um, and then yeah, fast forward, you know, they 
they grow up five, six years old. She starts asking about um, where her father is. And I was like, and I was dating somebody and he seemed the perfect person to, he wanted to be a stepfather. He was, you know, very, we were again, very much in love. And um, two years into our marriage, I asked for a divorce. He had major anger issues. I ended up um, marrying someone like my father. <laughs> so I, I knew I had to get out of that right away. So then again, I was a, a single mom again. Um, when, and I didn't have, I, you know, you date here and there, but I was pretty much, I was working. I was a sole support parent. I didn't have any of the standard um, uh, conflicts of co-parenting. He simply wasn't in the picture financially or physically. Um, and by the time she was 12, I found another relationship. Um, and this gentleman had um, cheated on me after I decided to once again, move in with somebody. Mm. Um, and that was when I hit rock bottom with when it came to my own personal emotions. I was, you know, my daughter was 12. I was about 35 in my mid thirties at this time. And I was like, my God, like I have failed myself and I have failed my daughter like I thought I was a mature woman with some experience and yet I was able to find myself in a in a negative relationship where I was completely blindsided by somebody who was unfaithful and how do you how am I not supposed to see the the red flags and all that I didn't mm -hmm. um and I realized in that moment and I, I in humiliation and a lot of shame and a lot of guilt for my past decisions that I actually didn't love myself. Mm. Um, I actually made a list of everything this other woman had that I didn't. She mm. was white. She, you know, whatever, made more money than me. I don't even know if it was true. She had, you know, bigger breasts than me. She didn't have kids. I had kids. Like all, she was younger than me. Like she was more fit than me. I don't know. I just made all the lists that she had that I didn't have. And I looked at that list. And I was like, oh my God, Ivy, do you hate yourself? Like, mm -hmm. and, and it was in that moment I realized, wow, like I had it all together on the outside. You know, as a single mom, you, the last thing you want is to ha have people know that you're struggling. Mm -hmm. um, I think all moms have that fear, right? You don't want to know that you don't have it together. You don't want to know that you're, you're, you know, barely holding it together. You don't, you know, you're a mother, you're supposed to have it all right when it comes to your children no one can tell you what to do with your own kids mm -hmm. um, I was confident I was fit and yet I just I realized I did not have self-love mm -hmm. so I began I've always meditated I really I know you guys are very big into um, meditation and mindfulness as well but prior to that I always meditated with the aspect of getting a super brain right you get mm -hmm. all the science around you know, meditation improves memory, improves mm -hmm. intuition, improves all of this stuff. And I was a single mom. I had to have as much brain capacity as I could. But this time I was just trying to meditate to forget about the mm -hmm. past. And out of that darkness and out of that um, desire to not go deep into the darkness, I found acceptance for myself and where I had, mm -hmm. I had been in my life at, in my late thirties, I found worth. People were telling me to stay single, to work on myself. And they said that with all good reason. And I said, wait a second, if I deny myself what I really want in my life, 
then this person wins. If I deny myself something that I really want, which is a loving, healthy relationship, then mm -hmm. my past and my failures win. So I said, no, I did, I was very clear on what I wanted. Not at the time, you know, the big law of attraction was out and that was a big thing. And I started putting all of these manifestation tools together, including this, the deep inner work and reflection. And I came to a state of joy and worthiness that I was worthy of everything that I wanted, regardless of my past. Yes. And again, I wasn't young anymore. I was, you know, to some people, I was quite old to start all over again. Um, and then I went back online dating as brave as it might seem. Um, but in six weeks, I met my husband and it's been 14 years. So, wow. <laughs> and in my Amazing. life has been changed. And it, the transformation, even though I, I coach women on how to have a great relationship, that, that result that great result was the result of my transformation into self-love. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. There's no way that I could have this. I could have attracted a healthy, loving relationship before had it not been my, through my own personal journey of worthiness and self-love because I, you know, I had, I dated and I was like, I was probably I know I was sabotaging really, probably really decent guys and relationship because I didn't know what it, one looked like. I didn't have the best of upbringings um, when it came to marriages. My parents had a very tumultuous marriage. Um, so I, mm -hmm. I didn't even know. No one teaches you, right? No, no one, one teaches you. Next thing you know, I'm here I am in my young 20s as a single mom and have no idea what it takes to have a relationship. I had to figure this out the hard and messy way, but it's like all good. And now it seems like a blip in time, but I was a single parent for 14 years. Yeah. Yeah. And with that comes what I'm hearing is a lot of self-reflection as well, right? So really connecting with your true higher self and figuring what it is that this true higher self really needs and being able to give that higher self what it needs. And with that also comes the acknowledgement of the struggles that single moms have? And what were some of the struggles that you had in those first, you said 14 years, right? 14 years um, as a single parent. Well, first of all, it's just survival, right? It's the, it's finances. It's worrying about who's going to take care of your kids. It's trying to balance your, um, any bit of social life that you have. And the thing is with and then obviously the, the fact that you are making all the major decisions on your own, right? Mm -hmm. So it is slightly different from, I know um, people who are co-parenting or attempting to co-parent, there's, there's yeah. even that added conflict of, you know, of dealing with the other parent. I, I didn't have that specifically, but even, actually he did. I, I did have it throughout the years here and there where, um, you know, he would try to come into her life and then would slip out again. So all of that. And of course that comes with an, an amazing amount of guilt that mm -hmm. I chose this person to, to have a child with. And that was my decision. And I'm taking, trying to take responsibility for, for somebody else's inactions and irresponsibility on top of that. And that comes with a lot of guilt. I mean, all moms feel a certain amount of guilt whenever we try to do anything for ourselves so here I was as a single mom dealing with the guilt of having and then 
the stigma and the shame around, you know, not being married or not being, um, you know, not being able to keep a, a solid relationship, or maybe even the the uncertainty, like maybe I should just not bother having a relationship at all. Maybe I should just do this until my child is done and grown, which a lot of single mm-hmm. women decide for themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll just wait till my child is, you know, 18 or gone off to university. So they've just missed out on, and there's nothing wrong with that either. I I completely see. I mean, I had some, you know, my, I've already explained a couple of my breakups. Like I would completely see why somebody would not even want to risk being Mm -hmm. um, in a relationship because the stakes are higher when you have children. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a lot of, it's a lot of struggle that moms face anyways but then you add on the the financial piece and then you add on the stigma of being judged by society and then you add on the idea of doing it all on your own right and and having not having that support even if you have a family or friends that are there to help it's not the same of having that support under the roof of your home, right? It's not, I mean, you could always, you know, and I do encourage um, if you're a single woman, like to try to find somebody who is, you know, spiritually intact, who is Mm non-judgmental to to have the decision, but ultimately um, the decisions are yours. It's your child, right? And no one Mm -hmm. else can make that decision for you and your child and your life, unless they're, you know, paying your bills and they're, um, you know, taking care of your, babysitting your child all the time for free. Yeah. They really don't have a say in, yeah. um, in your decisions for your children and your life ultimately. And this is your, your child for life. They're not, my daughter's 27 now. She's still my child. Mm-hmm. Even though my, my husband now says, you know, you're not a single mother anymore. I'm like, you can't take that away from me. I was, I did this for 14 years all on my own. I didn't have a wife. Like, he did. He, he is divorced as well. I didn't have a wife, right? I really did this on my own. You can't, you'll never take that away from me. And I don't want to say I'm scarred for life, but it's like, it does leave an imprint on, on your psyche and on your spirit for sure. It's, Mm -hmm. it's a huge, um, it's a huge journey. It's a huge journey of growth and development that I wouldn't, not that I wouldn't wish on anybody, but it is, um, I guess we have a special place and sometimes you don't want that badge of honor mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. where I'm a single mother. I'm a strong, independent woman. I've done this on my own, but that shield gets very heavy. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. But you do need some, some kind of support that self-care self-management. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think what happens is that it just becomes part of your identity as well. Right. Um, you did it for so long, you did it for so long. And um, it just becomes interwoven. And those aspects, whether or not you are a single parent in this moment, those aspects of that time continue to stay with you. And you mentioned a little bit about um, a little bit around the judgment 
from others, right? And what was that like for you? And how did you overcome that? Because it can be very, very heavy, right? The stigma around being a single parent. I think, you know, for a while it works for you, Mm -hmm. right? I personally had a lot of pride. Like when my daughter was very, very, actually, when I was still pregnant, I had someone say to me, well, I hope you're not going on welfare or social assistance and I was like and I said like oh no of course not but then when I thought back years later I was like what if I really needed assistance Mm -hmm. like so in any case it it worked for me because I I worked hard I made sure that my daughter didn't need or want for anything Um, but as with anything unless you have the balance of of like a sort of a spiritual base of um of a real because pride only works for so long and eventually you do burn Mm -hmm. out that's what happened to me Mm -hmm. right and you know that um even though it works and you know it might work on a superficial level you know you've Mm -hmm. you've got everything in play you've got the car you've got the condo whatever you've got you know you're able to take trips here and there with your daughter um or Mm -hmm. your child but then it it all works on a superficial level but at the Mm -hmm. end of the day when you put your head on that pillow what is it that you're really feeling and how can you manage your feelings in that moment? And mm-hmm. that's something, again, that you, you really only do on your own. You don't want to even show your child your weakness. Yeah, absolutely. What I'm hearing here is, is that you were on this journey as a single mom, but then you started to remember yourself as a woman. And as moms, we all are guilty of this, that we sometimes only know ourselves as a mom. And then you went on this journey and you keep coming back to this, developing the spiritual base, Mm -hmm. right? To help you remember who you are first and foremost as a woman. So can you tell us a little bit about the spiritual base that you're referring to, or how can somebody tap into this faith or this spirituality that will help them to remember who they truly are I think when it comes to remembering it's really because it's like what are we trying to remember when when we as little children have been programmed that we're supposed to have this prince in shining armor so it's not even like sometimes it's not even really remembering but it's really just accepting yourself for the way things are and it's not pretty right it's not it's not like it's not the textbook um life that you had wanted for yourself that society imposes you for on you mm-hmm. and even with that it's so it is an overcoming of all the of the programming the societal views and, and cultural conditioning and then just realizing and it's so it takes so much courage Mm-hmm. to just say you know what I am doing this the way I'm doing it and I accept myself no matter what and no matter what people think of me I still love me and my life and I am still worthy of everything that I want that your mm-hmm. past and your mistakes will not determine what it is that you want for your life and I think when you come to that um that deep level of acceptance, then you can, then nothing else really matters. 
you mm-hmm. can you, then you're free you're more free and liberated to do things the way not out of pride not out of guilt not of trying to look good not of you know not not afraid of looking bad but you become more liberated internally and spiritually that you know what you're doing what you got to do and everything's going to be okay and it, it it's it's so crazy how much more um vibrant it is coming from that internal space instead of the internal space of oh my god I gotta do this or else people are gonna think that I am um that I don't have my stuff together people are gonna Mm -hmm. think that I'm failing it's such a more stronger space to come forth from you're still doing the same things right but you get to come from a different um deep inner confidence and faith in yourself no matter what happens yeah, no, that's that's so beautiful. And it goes back to what Dimple was saying around this connectivity, right? And this connectivity to our own self and our soulful journey that we are all on. And bringing it back a little bit to the spirituality place. Um, is this something that everybody can benefit from, regardless or not, if they have a religious upbringing or faith background yes that's actually it kind of makes it difficult to have a religious or faith background sometimes I'm sure you you guys I know you guys know as well what it's like to have to grapple the um the religious dogma around it so that's actually another I think it's actually it might even be easier for people who don't have religious Mm -hmm. dogma in their life to find their own spirituality to define their own spirituality. Yes, absolutely. I completely agree. And I think spirituality is sometimes gets uh, so confused with religion and gets this intertwined, gets this, this notion that they're both intertwined, but they're not right. And having the spirituality allows us to look at something that's a bit higher than us, right? And places trust within it and helps us to get through some of our toughest moments for sure. And I think that um, it's so weird because it feels like I, I can barely remember now the person that I was before. I just have to say that I was kind of, I was just blind and unaware but I was coming from a good place, right? Like I just wanted to um, not to be able to put food on the table and a good house, a good roof over my head. So I was coming from a good place. And it's like, sometimes you think as a single mom, you don't have time for this stuff. You don't have time to meditate. You don't have time to, to take care of yourself. And again, you were going back to the identity. It's like, well, you're a mother. I, I don't have time for this. Everything is about the child, but it's, it it really gives you um, a renewed base when you can come from a different space. It's like, there's, you know, there's the, the superficial love and the deep inner love. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like, I know, what could I say to somebody who, who hasn't experienced this at all? And it takes like a lot of, it does take a lot of courage to look back and, and know when you, um, know when you're operating from a more of a superficial level Mm -hmm. right it does take a lot of courage because normally it could because it's working for you 
Yeah, exactly. And it takes a lot of awareness to see, to take that step to know that there are changes that need to be there. And then taking that next step to, to practice those changes. And I'm wondering for you, um, you, you mentioned courage quite a bit. What were some of the practices that you had in order to to build that courage, some applicable strategies or practices that someone who is in this situation right now, or maybe in the near future, could incorporate into their lives? I think it's funny that you should say that because I do have one of my oldest friends. Um, she always will tell me, like, you you took risks, Ivy. You, you were a risk taker. Um, I never considered myself. <laughs> I guess I was a risk taker. I do. I do like. I am not. I'm a little bit less fearless than in my decisions than other people would be. Um, but I would have to say that. It, and I and I teach my kids this. I said, if I there was anything I could leave you, you know, just make sure you practice mindfulness meditation. Mm-hmm good nutrition. I know Dimple, you're going to love that <laughs> good nutrition and fitness that because when you have um, your physiology, you know, we can say, Oh, I'm a spiritual being and, in, in, um, you know, in a, in this physical body, but you're still a physical body. So when you're able to care for yourself at a physical level, when you have the right foods to have a clear mind and a clear brain and your body is working optimally it gives you a lot more armor ammunition to make good decisions and it gives you that much more confidence um and that's not superficial at all that is truly like making good decisions from your best self best physical self and your best highest self because you you can be the most spiritual person you can meditate but if you're eating junk food if you're not moving your body your brain will be foggy, right? And it's, you don't make the best decisions that way. Or you become more susceptible to, you know, um, the deeper depression and anxiety and all of that. So all of that comes together. So I have to say, like, luckily I grew up with an, an athletic, in an athletic family. So I've always had, I've been, movement's always been important to me. Um, yeah, that's just something that was always with me. So luckily I didn't have to sort of overcome that hurdle, although sometimes you fall off the bandwagon for some time. Um, and I've always valued nutrition and I've always valued um, mindfulness. Mm-hmm. Again, it was meditation. It was so funny because meditation, I thought, I didn't, I had no idea like the benefits of meditation really. I just thought I'm, I'm going to get a super brain. I'm going to improve my memory. I'm not going to need this checklist like or whatever, but it's like, and then all of a sudden meditation was there for me when I really, really needed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that you follow this holistic approach to being at your peak performance as a mom, as a woman, right? It's the nutrition, the movement, uh, the mindfulness. Some women can't meditate. They, or they haven't found that uh, space within themselves to allow themselves to, to meditate. And so are there any other strategies that say somebody who hasn't embarked on this journey, 
of meditation or they're just starting out, what is something simple that they could start with? Well, I guess I'm going to have to put a plug into the peak performance side, right? So peak performance mm -hmm. is slightly different from high performance. So peak performance yeah. is understanding your peak states and peak states is when you are out there feeling at your best. So when are those times that feel where you feel at your best? Is it when you are um, doing artwork? Is it when you are creating something? Is it when you're out hiking in nature? So how peak performance works is that you map those states of being in peak states, whether it's skiing or um, you know, running or working out or dancing mm -hmm. and being able to remember those states or using those states as fuel or as a fuel injection for you to have that across the, the rest of your life and everything else that you do. And as moms, we don't allow ourselves enough access to peak states. You know, have your date night, if you're with somebody, have your have your self-care day, but don't make it, you know, always about going to the spa or getting your hair or nails done, but have it an embodied experience. Make sure you get out in nature, make sure you move your body, listen to music, read a good inspiring book. Mm -hmm. And that, again, that brings you back to connectivity. It brings you back to like the essence of like the vibrancy of why we exist on this earth. Mm -hmm. so that we can have these moments of sheer joy and forgetting about everything else and you're as a mom we are allowed to forget that we have kids once in a while mm -hmm. right we can we can just allow ourselves to let loose and have fun and actually that is like a fuel injection for your life if you're not accessing that you know once a week once a month once a quarter once a year then what are we here for? This is, this is life. It's about that feeling of joy and getting enough little mini joys and macro joys and huge joy states, and then being able to use that as fuel for the rest of your life. So mine is travel. Uh, you know, that's why particularly COVID has been hard with not traveling, but I did manage to get out to BC in the summertime. Oh, yeah, to the island. You know, that, you know, that feeling of traveling and it keeps you it keeps you invigorated yeah. for the winter months, right? So it just even being able, and this is the thing with peak performance, you being able to schedule this and make sure you have this in your life um, on a weekly, monthly, quarterly, annual mm -hmm. level. And that's your little cheat cheat, your mm -hmm. injection. <laughs> yeah, what I'm hearing a lot is around changing the patterns that we have been so used to, right? I don't have time to do this because if I do this, I'm gonna miss out on doing blank, blank, blank with my kids, which then leads to guilt, which then leads to this whole other pattern of, let's say- Yes, exactly, and resentment, right? And when you are, let's say, for example, um, in the state of peak performance, as you say, and you're able to repeat it consciously, you're able to rebuild that those neural pathways, right? You're able to rebuild that pattern and do it in a way that is going to Mat manifest what it is you truly desire with your family and for yourself. 
Yeah, I, I love that. I love that it, because it is, it's with intention. Like, yes, you're dropping the kids off. You may have a moment of guilt. They may have some separation anxiety, but because you're doing it with the intention that, you know what, you need this fuel for yourself. Mm-hmm. You need this food for yourself, the soul food for yourself. Then you can believe it that it will pay off in the long run. Because mm-hmm. like you said, if you, if you, stay in the day-to-day moment. So peak state is also considered an altered state. An altered state is a state in which you are not in on the day-to-day moment, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's everything from just getting out of the mundane of everyday life for a moment. So that's why Mm -hmm. I have my meditation is a daily practice of mine. Mm-hmm. For that moment where even if it's just 10 minutes, I can just remove myself from the day-to-day, you know, motions, um, access a mini peak state, and then that's it. I'm good for that day or the next few hours anyways, mm-hmm. right? Breath work is another big one, like being able to breathe and getting out. I put my face in the sun when it's the sun shining. So those little moments, and we don't consider it, um, I mean, yeah, we all want the big, you know, ski trip or the uh the bungee jumping or you know skydiving peak state but sometimes you don't we don't get that enough Mm -hmm. right we can't Mm -hmm. have that every single day but where can you find it in the day-to-day moments so that you can act as fuel and then you can be more present to your kids Mm -hmm. yeah i got that over with here i am yeah absolutely and um it's almost like you're you're mini replicating these big these um, big performance states, right? So um, I'm just thinking like for myself, a big thing for me is um, running marathons, like international marathons. And so uh, travel, when we travel, it is for a marathon, right? And that fuels me and I'll do it like two or three times a year, the, the big marathons. Um, of course, due to COVID and other circumstances that didn't happen. And I actually had to cancel uh, the Berlin Marathon, for example. But I was able to tap into, well, even though I'm not running a marathon every day, I am running every day. And that does get me into a peak performance or my optimal state in which I can be present. And for me, it it might not be the three hour marathon, it might be the one or two hour run, right? And for someone else, it might be the half an hour walk, or the 10 minute meditation, it varies depending on the person, as long as you're able to access that, that intensity, even for the duration, even if the duration is a little shorter. Yeah, that's exactly it. I'm so glad you you get it because you are a runner and you know that in that moment when you're running, you can t- temporarily, momentarily put everything behind you. But, and then instead of feeling guilty about it, you realize that it actually, it, it is fuel. Mm-hmm. It carries you. And without it, that, yeah. And it doesn't have to be running, right? Um, yeah be like some people just really enjoy a good bath like with headphones on and yeah. scent and just you know take calgon take me away type <laughs> of thing, right? yeah. and yes yeah, yeah. you know others, we don't give us that we don't get yeah. enough of that 
I, I have a friend and her birthday is next week. And she said to me, all she wants to do is go to a hotel and read a book by herself. Oh, right. Wow. And that is also such you in that altered state. Like exactly. It's such a beautiful practice of of self-care on her birthday, right? To bring her back to that present state and like you said, that peak performance state. And you know what, Ivy, you this conversation has answered my question about what do single parents, how do they get over the the guilt and the shame and and that feeling that they're failing as a as a parent i mean you've answered that and it's it's basically this this idea of practicing this radical self love on a daily basis and not not letting you know the outside turmoil or the busyness of life get to us and allowing ourselves to have those many moments of joy. I love that. Yeah. yeah and that it is a practice. It's not, mm-hmm. um, it's not a process. It's mm-hmm. a practice that you implement mindfully, intentionally mm-hmm. every day in whatever, which way you can. But I mean, I just hope that you can give yourself that if I'm speaking to a, a single mom out there, if you're listening, like just just give yours, allow yourself to have that. And it also gives you the practice of allowing yourself to receive. And we all know how powerful that is. Mm-hmm. I think as single moms too, like we don't want to receive to, you know, we're a little bit, um, we have a resistance to receiving help because that's a sign of weakness. Mm-hmm. Another cultural conditioning that if you receive help, you're weak or you're incapable. Like it, it, that's not like, let's dismantle that now, right? You actually, to, to have any woman in general, mm-hmm. we're not supposed to receive. We're the ones who are always, always supposed to be giving. So mm-hmm. yeah, we can start dismantling that. So it's great that we're having this conversation. It's such an amazing conversation. And what's coming up for me organically right now is, is how you said, allow yourself. And if you are speaking to um, your best friend right now in front of you, who's going through a similar situation, maybe not to the same extent, and you said to them, allow yourself, why should they allow themselves? Because they deserve it. And, you know, they deserve it. They're worthy of it, that you, that it is, it is some kind of conditioning and programming that we are better when we're giving. And that is not necessarily true. Yes, we all wanna contribute. We all wanna make sure our kids are doing well, but everything has an opposite. There's a polar, you know, the, the polar opposite for everything that we do. And when you, when you cut off one thing, um, you're dismantling like the flow of energy right? You can't get that energy going in your body, that spiritual energy in your body. You're only giving, you're, therefore you're, dis, you're cutting off the energetic cycle of receiving. Mm-hmm. And this is energy, like this is life force energy, right? This is yin mm-hmm. and yang, yeah. which is a whole new topic, but it's, and if you have to shake them up and say, you know what, you are screwing with the laws of the universe like, <laughs> by always giving, yeah so allow yourself to receive give yourself permission to relax to do the opposite 
it's one of the tools we have to do the opposite day. <laughs> yes. Oh, I love that. Ivy, this has been so enlightening. And I, I know that moms, whether they are uh, single parents or moms in general, will have received so much out of this conversation. Where can our listeners find you and learn more about your magnetic love method? Thanks, Simple. Yeah, so I'm on Instagram, Ivy, at Ivy Marie Love. And, and YouTube, my two favorite places. And I'm on Facebook too. You can find me anywhere, but those are my two places that I like to hang out the most. Awesome. So Ivy Marie Love. And, you know, it's important to note that the self-love, like it's not a, it's not a magical fix, right? For the financial insecurity or for uh, depression or the emotional turmoil that comes with, with uh, sometimes navigating into single parenthood, but it's definitely uh, a foundation, right? For, for being the best parent that you could be. It's definitely a foundation for being able to give your child that presence and that opportunity to have a parent that is operating from a peak performance state. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for being with us. Uh, We really enjoyed this conversation and please head on over to our Facebook group if you are listening to continue the conversation with Ivy. And again, Ivy is at Ivy Marie Love on Instagram. You can reach out to her there. Thank you for listening and we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Thank you for joining us on the I Am Mom Parenting Journey. If you enjoyed today's episode, please follow us and head on over to iTunes to leave us a review. We invite you to check out the show notes for this episode and click on the link to join our free Facebook community to stay connected and continue the conversation with other like-minded moms. Until next time, stay inspired, take action, and create magic.